0: another episode of meta no meta as always i'm your podcast master tim jensen along with me this evening is our good friend and co-host woven how you doing this evening woven
1: hey i'm doing pretty good and welcome back listeners i'm happy to have you with us
0: and along with us also is our recurring co-co-host and resident dice con dice master The guy who always gets the natural 20s, Justin. How are you doing this evening, Justin?
2: Not bad.
0: All right. Well, you know, we're going to shake things up a little bit. Obviously, with the title of the podcast, The Shaky Alliance. And we're just going to jump right into tonight's Mission Debriefing. We're going to hold off on the podcast master's question, because I'm sure there's a lot of listeners who want to know how interwoven dies and we're not going to keep that from you we're going to get right into interwoven's death right here from the get-go so woven let's see if
1: i can let's see if i can make this cinematic for you listeners all right we're about to take you somewhere where nobody can hear you scream (gasps) what Interwoven becomes agitated, trying to bust open the window to the van, but nothing is working. But then it busts open, but then he gets into the window, but then he shoots his grappling hook, but then he shoots it into the van, and he gets back into the van, and he hacks the van, and he crashes. Or does he? Who knows?
0: Well, we're gonna know right here, right now. So, Woven, what was it that your character did? I
1: hacked into that van because... Some DM would not let me jump out. So, yeah, they controlled my arm as I was trying to grapple out. And, you know, I was driving the other day, and this is real life, and I was looking outside as I was driving, going 70 miles an hour, and I thought to myself, dang, I'm an idiot. There's no way Interwoven would have lived.
0: (laughs) He could have. He, no, no, he, no, he would not have lived.
1: They, they, control my arms forcing me to shoot back into the van and they keep me held down but as you all know interwoven has hacking skills with his eyes alone so i find that the van is hackable i hack it i get control and i'm trying to turn around 180 degree to get away but this lady friend of ours anybody remember her name it slipped my mind celine Celine, thank you very much.
0: Celine, who is Walter's girlfriend. Continue. (laughs) Oh, oh boy. She (laughs) did hug you. She did. And
1: wink at you. Wait, you winked at her. She smiled.
0: There's a lot going Uh, on. We've got a great chemistry.
1: (laughs) So, she thought it would be smart, I don't know why, to grab a hold of my tablet and as soon as she did that and a woman lost it he said all right i'm gonna just crash and i mentioned the last episode that the description with a hacker in the shadow run manual is well, i don't even know if this is a description yeah i think there is a description in there uh, you would rather get shot yourself than let your tablet get hurt you will grenade guard that you'll jump your body right on top of a grenade just to protect that tablet or as it's called in shadow run cyberdeck uh, so she touches my cyberdeck and interwoven is like all right that's it you touch my cyberdeck crash
0: so in order to protect your cyberdeck you decide to crash the car that contains your cyberdeck
1: You know, there's not always a whole lot of wisdom (laughs) in this (laughs) 19-year-old kid. But all he knew was she had a hold of his most precious item. And if it it really just get rid of the evidence while hopefully getting rid of the cap door.
0: Okay. All right. So there there was reason behind your erratic behavior.
1: There always is, or at least I'd like to believe.
0: Okay, so, crash. Boom, bam, glasses flying everywhere. Who survives?
1: Yeah, it was, I was hoping it would be, like, something into water or, I don't know, but I guess we just ended up crashing right into a tree, slamming into it. Of course, and our woman's not buckled in, and, <laughs> Nothing happens to anybody but interwoven I fly off the seat right into the dashboard beat in my face in Celine took a little smack to the face against the steering wheel irritating her and if you remember correctly listeners Celine had a spiritual astral buddy in the back that of course would not have been affected at all
0: so. In game talk, uh, you ended up taking six boxes of physical damage, which means that for the rest of the time you were that beat up, you would be rolling at a negative two for the rest of the game, correct?
1: That is correct. Six boxes out of what Interwoven has is nine or ten. I think it's ten.
0: Yeah, so So
1: it was half.
0: So you beat yourself up pretty darn good there, and Celine, she got beat up just as bad. She had a bloody nose.
1: I wouldn't say just as bad. I was blacking out while she was going. He's annoying. Get rid of him.
0: You know, on the plus side though, she did shove your cyberdeck back into your body while berating you.
1: Yep, she realized I'm at business, and I will crash the crap out of your face if you touch my deck.
0: Folks, Interwoven is not as tough as Woven is making him sound right now. But you did handle the uh, situation in your own way, and I did applaud you at game, and I'll applaud you again now for successfully pulling that off. I believe you found a way to beat our GM.
1: Yeah, he that whole game, well no, that was that game the game before. He kept saying that I was I was well not breaking him, but catching him off guard when uh, I jumped on the roof of that corporate building and then when I decided to crash this van. He's like, "What the heck is this character? I enjoy breaking him once in a while."
0: So, you're blacked out in the passenger seat of Celine's van. Celine, who would she call? She immediately calls Melina, a.k.a. our player Sam. And she says, hey, this idiot is blacked out in my passenger seat. He just crashed my van. I'm about ready to kick him out on the side of the road. Melina decided to have a compassionate moment and said, you know what? Fine, just bring him to my apartment. He can spend the night here. I will try and talk some sense into him.
1: Something about Celine, I tell you what, granted it could just be the DM being nice, but Celine decided to take me to a high end medic first and patch me up real good.
0: Well, you know, in my game notes here, she decided to do that, but how is she going to do that? Because she has four flat tires. Her tires have the ability to reinflate themselves. I have. Selena, it has auto-inflate tires. I want that for my van. I realized though, after writing that note, there's no point in having that for my van because my van doesn't have an engine. <laughs>
1: uh, your van doesn't have an engine and your hands don't have grenade launchers.
0: Uh, it's a tough life being Walter, right, guys? Ouch. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but speaking of Walter... Woven, you could regain some consciousness while you are being drove to the hospital. And who is it that is driving you there but your best friend?
1: Yeah, I think it's safe to say that all oh, deliriousness because there's no way Walter can drive.
0: <laughs> Whoa, you don't know that. You don't know that. And, you know, they say when you're in that much stress and shock, your brain goes to where your heart is, so.
1: Walter cannot drive because he needs Ahmed to drive.
0: He chooses to use Ahmed because he can't drive.
1: I would have believed it if it was Ahmed in that seat and now Walter.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So, Woven, you wake up about 30 minutes. Well, us, the players, we know it's about 30 minutes later. You do not know how much time has passed. And you wake up in a high end, top of the line hospital, correct?
1: That is correct.
0: You want to tell them where you really end up?
1: No, I'm pretty sure it was a high-end hospital, just long enough for me to pass back out and then wake up again, if I'm not mistaken. Unless, I mean, Interwoven was delirious, and I try to make myself just as delirious so I can stay in character. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Could have swore I would up in a high-end hospital, pass back out.
0: You know, that high-end hospital has a real great General Tso's chicken.
1: Oh, boy. That's right, Interwoven tried to get out of there, too. <laughs> I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, you uh, were not taken to a hospital. You were taken to a Asian-themed nightclub or restaurant, or was, we're not really sure what it was.
1: It was a high-end hospital within an Asian-themed nightclub slash restaurant.
0: Yes, yes.
1: I remember forcing myself out of that bed, making sure my face was still covered, which it surprisingly was, and well, pushing my way out of there.
0: In your defense, it was covered with bloody bandages.
1: Yeah, my my heart dropped when when they said that.
0: So unfortunately, the old Asian man—he probably saw your face, but. He doesn't know you from Adam.
1: I'm going to have to put a hit out on him. (laughs) (laughs) Interwoven wouldn't do that. Yeah, people are starting to see Interwoven's face. He is not keeping that thing hidden very well. So I push my way out of there the best I can, getting into the nightclub, but not getting much farther after that. I was forced back into the back room.
0: Oh, you've got your rose-colored glasses on here, Woven. You were forced into back into the back room, but only because the massive bouncer who was tweaking on something sucker-punched you when you were trying to leave.
1: Yeah, there was absolutely no hesitation on that punch. I was attempting to sweet-talk my way, and I just set my arm on his shoulder. And as soon as my finger touched his shoulder, bam!
0: I was out. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, luckily, though, as all of this is happening, Melina and Noland are on their way to save the day. Correct, Justin?
2: I do believe so.
0: So you two arrive at a... No, I can't. you can't call it a high-end establishment. You can't call it a low-end establishment. It is... It's a Walter establishment. It's somewhere Walter would go and have a great night. It is. Walter a bar- goes
2: to the local dumpster. This is a few steps above that.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's what I said. This is like an embassy suites for Walter as far as a nightclub goes. This is high end. It's called the Filthy Dragon.
1: <laughs> I would, I would like to say, to give the benefit of the doubt to Walter... It's not any local random dumpster. It's a dumpster nearest to his shower. That's
0: correct. Wash. That's correct. He does have ones that he frequents.
1: Yeah, I, I can see
2: that. Yeah.
0: <sighs> so, Nolan, you and Melina arrive at the filthy dragon. You guys try to walk in. As soon as Nolan enters the door, beep, 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 beep. beep.
2: Yep. Start setting off all the alarms and they ask if I have the weapons and I just send Melina in to go handle everything and I just wait outside.
0: Oh, and here's where it gets. It's so romantic. it We had a game session where two lovebirds fell in love because Ken meets Melina. Ken being the tweaker bouncer. Oh, goodness. He falls in love right out of the gate for melina didn't he
2: oh that's an understatement
0: Uh, i believe ken said that he was uh magically adept and he uh, referenced his magical rod at one point
2: yes he did he's like i can show you uh my magic and was gesturing down below
0: Yes, needless to say, uh, Molina is a little too classy for Ken.
1: Oh, he had a magic rod? Oh, that probably powered up his punches.
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry. That actually caught me off guard there. <laughs> Apparently it's time uh, to close my window. Sorry. So, Melina... Find Celine who's sitting at the bar. Celine is trying to recuperate, I think, more mentally than physically from her interactions with Interwoven. Melina asks where Woven is, and she gestures to the back. Melina goes to the back and asks the street doctor for a high quality sedative just in case Woven wakes up to make sure that Interwoven doesn't wake up correct
2: oh yeah she wants to make sure he is out cold and paralyzed
1: so i don't uh, know why it's not like he's flighty or a flight risk oh no she, he's not she, not she watched the video call of you freaking out with uh celine
0: you know the few words i would choose to describe interwoven are calm cool and collected
1: i would 100 percent agree to that
0: it were opposite day. Interwoven would be calm, cool, and collected.
1: He usually is. If you leave him alone, he's as calm and cool and collected as can be. He'll give you 900 bucks. No, you won't leave him alone.
0: So anyways, Melina's ready to collect her package. So she calls for Ken to, uh, well, the doctor calls for Ken to come and pick up interwoven and uh, ken is very graceful and delicate with carrying you correct woven
1: how many charges does ken have on this magic rod
0: oh (laughs) we've yet to find out and hopefully we don't have to see ken's rod i believe at one point you were actually you were the life of the party interwoven you did do some crowd surfing even though you weren't awake for it
1: Oh, great.
0: Ken saw the dance floor, decided to toss you all over there, did a few dance moves as you crowd surfed, and then picked you up on the other end.
1: Got to go back to that club and hack the crap out of it.
0: Then uh, Ken thought he heard somebody call his name, so he quick spun around, which caused the bag of potatoes that was interwoven to whack into a door frame.
1: And yeah, that explains the headache.
0: You know, it's almost like uh, Eric was a little upset that you found a way to beat him, which is why Ken came into existence.
2: I can believe that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so could I.
0: <laughs> so, Ken gets you outside. Your car, little, uh, Nolan and Molina's ride is right there. They got a, the trunk popped open for you to get put in. Ken opens the door. Drop. He's done with you. He got you outside. That was his job. He's going back inside.
2: Not before uh, he hits on Melina again, before he walks back in.
0: (laughs) Well, that is very true. So, Nolan, I see here it says that you put your motorcycle into the back of Celine's van.
2: Yes, I did.
0: You load up your motorcycle, you toss interwoven into the back, and then you and Molina go to I
2: didn't you. toss him, I was actually gentle.
0: Well no, you were. Toss is a phrase. You set him in there. You buckled him in and you made sure he was safe because believe it or not, Nolan is compassionate.
1: Yep. I don't believe
0: he is heavily irritated with you probably, but
2: No, he's- I'm actually not irritated with him.
0: Oh, really? Okay, go ahead. You know what? We're going to take a little tangent here. Please, go ahead. What is going through Nolan's mind right now, then?
2: Nolan's like, he's going to freak out again. Yeah, this is going to be a long night, and that's why Nolan goes to the liquor store later.
0: He does, and and we're going to make sure that you get a good finger wagging for going to that liquor store. We're going to get to (laughs) that. So we're going to fast forward here a little bit woven you wake up and you are on a very nice and comfy couch it's probably a little more comfortable than your bed well the bed you used to have before uh, nolan made you homeless but it's a nice couch so what is your first reaction
1: i would not be surprised if the only thing that survived that explosion was that bed
0: well you yeah. know though they say <laughs> those bed bugs are really resilient
1: those bed bugs and those roaches they're all alive
0: and they're heading to walter's van (laughs)
1: oh boy there's a party the party is it's not called joe's apartment it's called walter's party movie reference in case nobody got it um yeah i wake up and i see the what i said earlier The lovely and not so lovely. I see Nolan and that lady that just cannot get enough of Interwoven.
0: Oh, hold on. You got those rose-colored glasses on there again, Woven. Let's rephrase that. You got Nolan sitting there, and you got the lady who she's had enough of you. Melina, they're sitting there watching you
1: yeah and if I remember correctly, I saw them and it seemed like I passed back out, but I'm watching them the best I can with through squinted eyes.
0: okay, and Nolan, we're gonna take an aside here. as you and I both know, our characters are of high regard and upstanding citizens, and when it comes to babysitting characters like interwoven it takes a stress on our characters so you decide that it is time to go get yourself some relief if you will
1: am i the only one that's gonna not let that slide i'm sitting there huh? and i'm just like who is this talking
2: that is on his high horse that doesn't know what happened at games
0: Okay, you know, I was hoping that, I think a lot of times when you guys, when I start talking, you guys tone out, so I try to slip in some praise for Walter there when I can.
2: The only praise Walter will ever get is when we're carving (laughs) it on
1: his tombstone. It should be very soon. And don't worry there, I tone you out for most of it until you try to slip that stuff in there.
0: So you're listening at the right time. Apparently.
1: Apparently.
0: So what I was trying to allude to is, Nolan, you decide to sneak off to the liquor store to get you and Melina some relief from the stress that is interwoven. Pretty much. And back to interwoven. You see Nolan leave, and it's just you and Melina. What is it that you do? interwoven
1: Uh, what i do is become a targeting dummy Uh, (laughs) i try to get up as quick as i can but she was prepared to blast me back to 1999
0: so you know i'm gonna stop right there and we're gonna have a little tangent here because there was a lot of table talk and discussions and I don't want to say heated moments because our group gets along. They weren't heated, but it was I'm right versus no, I'm right. And I will remind you woven that that screen door was closed. So what was it that you did?
1: I try to get myself out of that pouch quickly wanting to shoot my grappling hook through the glass to get away
0: Uh but sorry i'm gonna intercede here originally you were under the impression that the door was open correct
1: i was but as i start running towards this door that eric rolled for it was open but sam made a very good point that no it's 2 a.m why would my my door be open so the door was actually closed
0: So you try to shoot your grappling hook through a now closed door after the table talk and the debates and the, I would say you and Sam ended up coming to an agreement as players. You guys both said, you know what? Yeah, I see it your way. That door would be closed. It's going to hinder me interwoven, but that door's closed.
1: Yeah, I did. I went to Eric and I said, you know, she makes a point as players we're not always going to agree but at this moment she made a very valid point and i said it's closed but i did jump off the couch and i did prepare to shoot my grappling hook through the window busting it and jumping out of there but melina was well prepared for any movement from me and she stun bolted the crud out of me there was just one less of In Shadowrun, I'm sure we've mentioned it, we have the damage boxes, but we also have the stun boxes. There was one less of my stun of what she did to me, and I think I have 12 or 13 stun boxes.
0: Well, it says here in my notes that she did nine stun to you, and that you took a three stun earlier from the car crash, so yeah, that would be 12, which when your boxes are filled, You're out.
1: Well, I wouldn't have had those stuns anymore from earlier because I was in the medic.
0: Oh, that's okay. So He
2: wouldn't have had the stuns from the medical bit, but he was still under
1: the effects of the injection sedative that she gave him.
0: Oh, that's correct.
1: Oh, it's three from, okay. So, yeah, I take those. I wish I had my character sheet in front of me so I was more accurate for players here but I do take a lot of stun damage minus one. I dropped pretending to be fully stunned.
0: We discussed it earlier, but I wanted to go back and touch on this again. If you and Sam had continued to argue the point, whether or not that door was open, if you had won that argument, that door would have been open and, you would have got away and you would not have gotten stunned and Airwoven would be amazing. He would have got away and ran off into the night.
1: I disagree with that because Sam had mentioned long before I tried to make the bolt that she was readying herself for any movement from me. So whether the door was open or not, I wouldn't have got about a few steps and it came down to whether or not she rolled well enough to hit me.
0: The point I'm trying to get at is you and Sam, Matt and Sam, the players, were having a disagreement. And you were able to see her players' point of view. If you were not and you were able to continue to push it and you had gotten your way, you would have won. So why is it that you allowed yourself to see her point of view? Is that making sense?
1: No, I I completely understand. I, I would have won whether or not that door was open, but I still believe whether or not that door was open doesn't matter in the end because she was prepared to stop me whether or not I busted the door open or it was already open, and she succeeded in stopping me. Granted, that did not change my mind on agreeing with her, nor would it have, because in the end, I am about team play. Even if my character is not because it's not the right time, I have to grow into that. We, as players, grow into trusting and um, growing a relationship. We, as players, already have that relationship, and we just have to recognize, okay, well, you know what? Your logic is sound, and this game is not worth ruining our friendships over some small squabbles. Granted, it's okay to be like, no, I I don't see your way, I don't agree with what you're saying. It's okay to have those debates, but there's there's no success in allowing it to turn into a full-out fight.
0: Very well put, wouldn't you agree, Justin?
1: Very well put.
0: So, we have a drowsy Interwoven. We have a Noland who is now coming back from the liquor store. Unfortunately for you, all this takes place while you're gone.
2: Oh, and boy, do I get an earful when I get back.
0: Oh, Melina is real happy with Interwoven. Let's not
1: forget Interwoven's attempt to trip her.
0: (laughs) Interwoven is amazing when it comes to physical combat, isn't he?
1: <laughs> the stun did its work i i did attempt a trip because i tried faking being knocked out completely but the rolls agreed with the stun. nope <laughs> uh my legs kind of just went <clears throat> and
0: now what yeah. you're referencing is you continued to push uh interwoven continued to try to get away yes. and you rolled to sweep her legs and yep. boy, howdy, are her ankles going to have a small bruise in the morning?
1: No, if no even. bruise at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it was like just a pat on her ankle. And she's like, are you serious right now? He was too dazed. It was pathetic.
0: So whole- woven you pass out again, if I'm correct.
1: I do. I I don't succeed, and I'm like, all right, forget it.
0: Uh Uh, Nolan offers a drink to Melina, but I believe Melina says that she's had more than enough. She's going to bed and asks Nolan to babysit the rest of the night, correct?
2: That's the short version of it.
0: Okay, well, I mean, if you want to go into detail, by all means—
2: She was basically half-tempted to initiate another stun bolt to make sure he didn't wake up until morning.
0: Well, at least morning, yes.
2: Because she was livid.
0: Uh, (laughs) uh, That that ankle took almost one point of damage. I'd be livid, too.
2: (laughs) She she was on the verge of uh, interwoven wouldn't know how to... How to, uh, how do I put this? Do anything outside than drool and pee himself while stuck in a chair. Yeah, yeah. she is very for the for the listeners here. She is very meticulous on her uh, resonance. She has a very high lifestyle, and she doesn't like anything coming
1: close to it that might affect it at all.
0: You know, speaking
1: uh, of things, let's try to be. Let's try and be as accurate as we can here. She doesn't have a high lifestyle. She has a medium lifestyle.
0: Well, you know, a medium lifestyle is a lot better than most of us are doing.
1: Oh, it, it is. She's got a much better lifestyle than Walter, for sure. And Interwoven doesn't have a place. So, yeah, she's doing pretty good for herself. Well,
0: You know, and we've said his name enough. He's like Beetlejuice. You say his name enough, and he's going to appear. It is now about 1 o'clock in the morning, in-game. Eric looks at me, and he says, Tim, go ahead and roll me uh, two dice. And I roll. I critically botch. I do not get a single success, and I have one failure. He goes, congratulations. Walter just ruptured his eardrum, sneezing. Well, Great. Walter now has a ruptured eardrum, and he's awake at 1 in the morning. Walter's got stuff to do, so the city bus always runs, so he's going to hop on the city bus and start making his way over to uh, his mechanic. He's got a mechanic for a contact, and he wants to buy some parts and or possibly a new home from the mechanic, so he's just going to make his way over there.
1: The mechanic's going to work on his ruptured eardrum, Oh, no, he's,
0: well, (laughs) the the ruptured eardrum is, it's uh, in the back burners. He'll get to that when he gets to that. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, our generous GM, Eric, decided to remind me, hey, it's one in the morning. That auto body shop isn't going to open until at least six or seven o'clock in the morning. I go, well, is there a bar nearby? He goes, yeah. So Walter goes in to have a drink. But unfortunately, due to the last several encounters Walter has had, they won't let him in. He stinks. Believe it or not, car washes don't do a good enough job cleaning clothes. Can you guys believe that?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm baffled. I was going to go to one next week, but forget about it now.
0: Well, you know, I... I'm glad I told you that now, then, Woven, because apparently a car wash doesn't get you or your clothes clean. They won't let Walter into the bar. He stinks. So, unfortunately, Walter has to go to a laundromat at 1 a.m. with a ruptured eardrum. So, begrudgingly, Walter has to go to a laundromat, and we're going to leave him there for a little while. It takes at least. Two hours to get your clothes cleaned. So, Woven, we're going to hop back over to you. You are somewhat regaining consciousness, correct, at this point? What is it that you're doing?
1: Well, I regained consciousness to see Walters driving me around places.
0: No, we no, recover. no, you were already there. You were already there. Recover yeah. that.
1: I see Nolan with a little drink. Nolan, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us what you saw?
0: Well, that is correct. Nolan would have a better recollection of this.
2: Nolan didn't care what was going on. Nolan went and got himself a a, a bottle of rum and was sitting there basically playing solitaire as he slept on the couch and didn't really care what was going to happen.
0: Okay, well, and what did happen?
2: He got up real quick, ran and locked himself in the bathroom. As he's in the bathroom, yeah. he's hollering at me to turn off the black hole device, and his yelling woke up Melina.
0: No. I woven, woven, woven.
1: The Locked place in- had a bathtub, unlike mine, so it was exciting.
0: Well, that's what the higher <laughs> lifestyle will get you. The higher lifestyle gets you that bathtub you wanted.
1: Bathtub to stop people from shooting up your place. Uh, well, I mean, at least protect you a little bit better.
0: So I believe most of this time you are sitting on the sink because you were making a threat, if I remember, that uh, – something was going to end up in that sink that didn't need to be in that sink.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Granted that threat might've been more towards Sam because Sam's pretty particular about her belongings in most games.
0: Well, I guarantee (laughs) you Nolan wouldn't care if you pooped in the sink.
1: Not at all.
0: You're sitting on the sink. And you are yelling at Nolan to turn off the black hole, a.k.a. the Wi-Fi jammer.
2: It's more than a Wi-Fi jammer. It it is a full system network jammer. It jams all radio frequencies, all cellular signals, all Wi-Fi signals, and all recording devices it generates a white noise for.
0: Uh, So it's like Woven says, it's a black hole for any sort of communication in the future.
2: Yep, that's why he calls it a black hole and it drives him nuts.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And what is the official name for what I call a black hole? It's a top tier radio frequency and Wi-Fi jammer.
1: Oh, so there's no cool name like suck it y'all, you got no Wi-Fi? No.
0: Well, I believe the cool thing uh, for it, it is the black hole. Oh, well, what's your nickname yep. for it?
2: It's off woven Button.
0: Oh, I like that better.
2: Because <laughs> literally every time that I push that button, he goes nuts.
0: <sighs> so, Nolan, do you turn off the black hole?
2: Yeah, because I just want to go back to playing cards and having my drink. But then I'm realizing him yelling is going to wake up Melina, and I don't want to deal with that either. So I'm
1: like, fine. Let's not discredit your character here. You, Nolan was smart enough to be like, you're not going to be hacking any of my stuff, correct?
2: Oh, yeah. He did say that. and Oh, yeah. I'm going to let you guys take over on that because it, it, I, you'll
1: lead into it a lot better than I will.
0: By all means.
1: It's like giving crack cocaine to a druggie and saying, all right, Don't take that now. You just hold on to this, but don't you use it. I'll I'll turn off this black hole, but don't you dare hack me.
2: Okay.
1: So I hack him. I jump right into his systems. That's right. I dig in there. I dig in good. I figure out who his contacts are. Of course, Nolan is smart enough to keep his phone pretty wiped. But his contacts are there. And... I get enough information that I need to just kind of mess with him. And this is where there's a little more PvP involved and a little bit more fun for me this time.
0: That is true. That is very well put. But
2: You about die again.
0: Well, let's jump into what the fans really want to hear, which is... Who is it that you text, Woven? Who do you message to save the day?
1: Um, not Walter?
0: No, 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 no. It is. It's it's Walter.
2: No, because Walter doesn't save the day. Tell us why you truly texted Walter there, uh, Woven.
1: He's a good distraction.
0: He is, <laughs> which saves the day.
2: Yeah, so, but you make more of a mess than what you're worth <laughs>
0: So you text Walter the GPS location of Melina's apartment, which she's yet to thank you for, and you tell him that Celine needs me and that she's in danger. So how else would Walter react than to wait for his clothes to finish the dry cycle and then head over there immediately?
1: Yeah, there's... How is I just Walter baffles me, man. He is not brivable at all. He will finish his dry cycle. He will say, "No, no, you guys just talk it out, your buddies. I ain't gonna take his contract, your buddies."
0: <sighs> well, I mean, did you really want him to show up in his other set of clothes, which is a paper jumpsuit? tattered in covered in blood and having several bullet holes in it.
1: Yes, Never
0: he kept the uh he kept the McDonald's massacre suit.
1: Oh boy, of course he did.
0: He paid for it, didn't he? In more ways than one. Yeah. So in my notes here, you text Walter and tell him that Celine needs him and to get here. stats You then holler out through the bathroom door while sitting on the sink and you tell Melina and Nolan that if they want to talk to you, the whole group needs to be here and that they can't forget Walter, which, Nolan, I'm sure you loved that comment.
2: Oh, that comment. I was just like, oh, crud. I'm like, I need another drink.
0: Well, you know, what is the Super Friends without Superman?
1: Oh, I mean, I would have said, you know, 1980s Aquaman, but okay, we'll go with your delusion.
0: Ouch, ouch. I will stick with my delusion.
2: There is nothing super about him except his odor.
0: Well, not anymore because his clothes are in the dryer and he opted out. And
2: and they smell again after what occurs next.
0: Well, he opted out to buy the fabric softener and the dryer sheets. He went all out.
1: I want to give a tip to Walter. Doesn't matter how clean your clothes get, if you don't scrub your butt, it's going to stank again.
0: He bought two sets of both. He bought some laundry soap, and he bought some fabric softener sheets for the dryer, and he also bought it for himself. While his clothes were being washed, he was in the sink scrubbing down with laundry soap.
1: Oh, uh, and
0: while his and while his clothes were in the dryer, he was drying himself off with a uh, fabric softener sheet. So he smells why great. Is
1: it, why is it that I can picture Walter, hairy chested guy, wear a two-piece bikini, giving his van a good scrub? I that's just. Seems like the type of character Walter is.
0: We've yet to get to the uh, bikini season in our game.
1: Uh, You just (laughs) had to open your big mouth. (laughs) I I did. I did. I hope he never listens to this episode and remembers.
0: So Walter now received an emergency SOS text. His girlfriend is in danger. He has got to get his clothes out of the dryer. Stat. Stat. Unfortunately, the only people that go to laundromats at 1.30 in the morning are tweakers, hobos, and freaks. And Walter. He doesn't fall into those any, any of those first three categories. There are some tweaker freaks that who are... Have the,
1: who had the cricket noise? Please, let's play the cricket.
0: So there are some tweaker freaks that are okay yes 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 so there are some tweaker freaks that are getting freaky in front of and on walter's dryer so walter needs those clothes his girlfriend's in danger he asks them politely hey guys scooch down a dryer i need to get these clothes they ignore him and they won't listen His woman is in danger, guys. You don't understand how serious this situation is. So Walter takes his cyber arm and cold cocks the guy in the side of the head. That gets him to move. Would you say that was overkill?
1: i say you didn't do it quick enough.
0: (laughs) So Walter is fully dressed now, and he exits the laundromat just to see the two freaky tweaker freaks keying the side of this toyota jackrabbit which for people who don't know cars in Shadowrun, run that's basically a smart car it's a i believe they call them escape pods it is a two-person car they're keying it and they're beating the heck out of it because uh, they think it's my car spoiler alert it is now my car i successfully break into and hotwire that car probably because there wasn't a crooked cops watching me
1: oh not that again here we go crooked cops
0: well we're gonna get back to that don't worry don't worry we're gonna get back to that so i floor it at i max out that speedometer at a whopping 40 miles an hour and i floor it across town yes the speedometer maxed out at about 40 miles an hour according to eric it's a smart car after all they don't need to go fast we're saving the planet i get to this apartment complex it's 10 stories high there are 10 apartments on each floor they didn't tell me what apartment i needed to go to so i walk into the foyer And I pull on the door. It's locked. Next to it is a keypad where you ring the apartment numbers. So, how is Walter going to get in? What room number is Melina in? He starts at 101. Ring, ring, ring. No answer. 102. Ring, ring, ring. No answer. So on and so forth. I believe I get to, there's 10 floors, I believe I get to ten zero nine when somebody finally shows up and starts causing problems. Another crooked cop. Woven, I'm ringing the rooms. I'm trying to figure out where you guys are at. I've texted you about 10 times. You haven't answered because you're busy dropping some things into a sink. This security guard comes up and tells me, Hey, boy, you need to get out of here. Well, no, my friends are up in this apartment. Well, what apartment number? Well, I don't know. They didn't tell me, but I need to get up there. Get out of here. I'm a crooked cop, and I'm going to shoot you. That's how I remember it.
1: He's not a crooked cop like everybody and their grandmother that you believe. And who shot first? It definitely wasn't Han Solo, but Walter.
0: Oh, no, no, no. Buford T. Justice, he did shoot first. That is the...
1: Uh, This is another forever millennia argument. It was Walter. We all know it was Walter.
0: No, well, I shot first (laughs) with my words. Because I finally started getting irritated. I call you. You actually answer my phone call.
1: If I could say, listeners, I really had no intention of needing him. He wasn't here to save the day. He was, he was a threat to, to Melina. It did not successfully work. I was hoping she'd be like, oh, get the heck out of my place by saying, oh, we all need to meet up. But nope, she agreed. And here's Walter.
0: So I call you, you answer, and apparently me talking on my phone, Buford T. Justice took that as a threat. He pulls his gun out, and I say, hey, Woven, what apartment number are we in? I got this hillbilly cop that is threatening me. And as soon as I said hillbilly cop, bang, a shot goes off.
2: Whatever you're smoking for these delusions, I need to try some.
0: <laughs> these are all facts, brother. The hillbilly cop shoots at me for calling him a hillbilly cop, which, in Buford T. Justice's favor... Hold on. Hill- I-,
2: I thought you were going to have uh,
1: Woven go through the narrative of this, so we don't have I all this.
0: I actually,
1: actually want to be in wonderland right now let's let's have alice tell us the story <laughs> wait you want to go down that rabbit hole yeah i i really do
0: okay, I, okay. I,
2: i'd rather take the blue pill on this one
0: okay so now <laughs> in Beaufort t justice's defense being called a hillbilly cop that's a compliment for him because there's police officers they're at the top of the line they are outstanding citizens except for the ones that are crooked.
2: There and are just so you got especially so you listeners know, this is not a cop. This is a security guard or a rent a cop. This is a Paul Blart.
0: Well, this is below Paul Blart. Paul Blart at least worked at a mall. This guy drives around in a golf cart around a apartment complex all night. So being called the hillbilly cop, he didn't like that. So I that was a threat apparently and he shoots me. I remember the exact phrase I said to Woven. I'm talking to Woven on the phone. I said, oh, goodness, just a second. This hillbilly son of a gun tried to shoot me. I'll call you back. Click. Roll for initiative.
1: How bad did he miss?
0: Just barely. He just barely missed. If, that, if I would not have rolled one dice, I rolled one dice better than he did. So I was just able to neo matrix out of the way of that bullet
1: I just only Walter would dodge that and keep on the phone call going oh dongon it you better hang on a second because this hillbilly cop just shot at me most people would throw the phone down and start shooting
0: no Walter hangs up he's not gonna make you listen to that dead air that's rude <laughs>
1: Thanks. Thanks for your compassion.
0: He knows to call you back. He knows proper phone etiquette. Uh, So, I successfully win the initiative bid, which allows me to go first in this combat. I, for a first initiative, pull up my respirator, which I always have around my neck, and pull down my goggles. Those are free actions. You get a free action. Eric allowed me to do both at one time. I then pull out a tear gas grenade and for my other simple action I threaten Buford I say dude just stop I don't want to do this just let me in the building what did you call me bang bang and he shoots at me again luckily Eric was not rolling well last game and uh, he missed both of those shots so I pull the pin drop the grenade, and take a swing at him. Luckily for Eric, I was not rolling well last game. (laughs) And Walter is about as good at physical combat as Interwoven is. And I take two huge air blows in front of Buford's face. This goes on for two rounds, for two more turns, where Buford tries to swing at me, He misses, and I try to swing at Buford, and he misses. Finally, my gas grenade goes off, and luckily for me, I have a respirator on. Buford doesn't. He instantly falls to the floor, choking and gagging and grabbing at his throat. So, what would any upstanding citizen do in this case, boys?
1: Oh, I don't know. Upstanding citizen would... Put a respirator on them. Walter would pick their pockets.
0: Walter would go back to the corner of the foyer, get a running start, and punt the head of Buford T. Justice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so needless to say, Buford T. Justice is hurting for certain. I pick up his mall cop gun, point it at, oh, I. For, you know what? I need to rewind here. Buford T. Justice has a twin who is also a mall cop named Buford T. Justice. There is two Buford T. Justices. But only one of them is locked in the foyer with Walter. So Walter picks up BTJ1's gun and points it at BTJ2. Bang! And he tries to shoot BTJ2 right between the eyes. Unfortunately, that's bulletproof glass, which is probably why Buford 2 didn't try to kill Walter. So now Walter's on the floor with a, what I assume is dead, Buford 1. Walter's on the floor as a bullet ricochets in this bulletproof glass chamber. Luckily at this point... I believe Eric said the guy lived in 812 and it was an apartment. I already rang the guy w- who lived in 812 came down to see what was going on and why somebody rang his r- apartment at the one 30 in the morning. He opens the door into the apartment complex. He starts gagging on the noxious gas. It falls to the ground. Walter is now successfully into the building. I could say that is exactly how you guys would handle it. Correct.
2: No, not at all.
0: Well, you know, if a hillbilly cop is trying to push you around, you got to stand up for yourself.
2: If you were to have a nice conversation with him and not think of everybody as a crooked cop when they're not, well, you know, uh, it might be a little easier on your, uh, how do we say this, your health.
0: It's not Walter's fault that... Every cop is crooked and is out to get Walter.
2: All right. What were you doing when it happened the first time?
0: He wasn't disturbing the peace. That's for sure.
2: That's a first. What what action was he doing at the time?
0: Uh, He uh, he was trying to he was shopping for a new house. He was looking at real estate.
2: Was he looking at real estate or was he uh, did he have his hands on it? Was he touching with his hands?
0: He was in the process of acquiring some new real estate.
2: Had you paid for it?
0: He was going to.
2: Did you tamper with it at all just before you paid for it?
0: Well, you know, it's not, those pry bars are real slippery. And it's not his fault that his cyber arm went through the windshield.
1: Let's t- touch base on disturbing the peace on two points here. One... You had the alarm going off, blaring through the town, disturbing the peace. Two, your face, disturbing the peace.
0: Ouch, ouch. Well, you know, I was more so referencing... Three,
2: his, his smell is disturbing the peace. Ah, yes. Four, he was doing this in front of the owner of the vehicle that wasn't wanting to sell it.
0: I didn't know that it wasn't not for sale.
1: Did it have for sale written on it anywhere? Remember, he's Alice, and this is Wonderland, and he sees things we don't.
0: Every car is for sale.
1: I don't Uh, think Interwoven can argue that, seeing that (laughs) he was the first one to steal a car.
0: Well, and the first one to successfully murder with a car, too.
1: Uh I didn't murder anybody. I went back and healed them, and that's why we have a hit on our heads.
0: Oh, that's true. That's what caused this whole episode. That's correct. So Walter did the right thing. He killed a crooked cop. One oh. up for Walter. Uh, we're gonna have. I, don't worry, guys. I'm sure we're gonna deal with Buford T. Justice 2 here uh, down the road. But we'll take that as a team, right?
2: You're about to wake up at at one point, and you're going to probably wake up in front of the police station hogtied and tied up with a a note from Woven and saying, he's here to deal with crooked police.
1: (laughs) 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 That's
0: genius. So, Walter's now in the elevator, and I believe in the elevator, he actually finally gets a hold of Woven, and you tell him the correct apartment number finally, correct? Finally, finally, you know, it, a lot of this I'm going to blame woven for this situation, because if he had just told Walter the correct apartment from the beginning, he would have never had to interact with Buford.
2: Well, he didn't know the correct apartment number, because when you got a hold of him in the elevator, that's when he hollered for Nolan to get what the uh, room number was. Mm,
0: that's correct. Well, you know, I'm still going to pass that blood onto uh, woven's hands
1: and woven or interwoven will pass it on to melina's hands because she was determined to have to meet up with me in person
0: well you know what actually walter will take that back because he now kind of has a vendetta against authoritative figures that are crooked we're gonna have to have a whole episode here in the future ladies and gentlemen about crookedness the crookedness of 2075 that is shadow run so i'm in the elevator i'm heading up to the correct apartment finally which was on the 10th floor i didn't get to it i ran out of time before i could get to ring that apartment number what are you two doing
1: so Enterwoven decides to hack Which, I mean, what else is he going to do? He's interwoven. And he's hacking into Nolan's phone, getting his contacts. Nolan's very good at keeping his phone fairly clean, but he still has contacts there, which is perfect for interwoven.
0: Well, in Nolan's defense, everybody has contacts.
1: Very true. He does keep his messages erased, so that's good. I wasn't able to get too much information. But I got enough contact name really and i use those contacts to trick nolan one of them being a test to see if i can trust a guy who just got done trying to kill me and now he's saying he wants me to trust him okay
0: and for the reference of the listeners nolan just got done trying to kill woven less than five hours ago in game time
1: yes exactly
0: so this wounds these emotional wounds are still very fresh
1: these in real time they're fresh for at least months <laughs> so yeah I so test fresh. Him, want to be able to get out of the bathroom first of all he's going to want to shoot me as soon as i leave the bathroom or at least that's what i assume i test him to see if i can trust this guy that thinks we should work together by having his fixer contact him With an offer on my head for 25,000 new yen.
0: Now, Nolan, your fixer is Mr. Fixer, correct?
2: Yes, it is.
0: Okay. I just wanted to clarify that statement. So your fixer is the group fixer, a.k.a. Interwoven's fixer. Yes. Okay. Uh, and what is your response to Mr. Fixer saying, hey, there's a $25,000 bounty on Woven's head?
2: Yes, he informs me that he informed by Celine that there was a $25,000 bounty on his head, and I kept trying to dig for more information on who put it out, and he just kept keeps pushing to see if I would take it. And I just kept ignoring him and just kept going, hey, I want more information on who put this out and everything.
0: So you don't take it? Pretty much. Okay, so test number one passed, correct? Interwoven?
1: Eh, Well, yes. He did pass it to an extent. He wanted to know if Celine was trying to offer my protection or not. But it was passable enough for me to be like, all right, I will start. I will continue to work with this guy, but he's definitely on a 20-foot pole leash now.
0: Oh, as opposed to what was he on uh, 10 oh okay so. so he passed it but you're still leery of him
1: very leery of him as I'm doing that hack I, I, I that trick I'm doing another one to get new yin that is rightfully mine and rightfully Walters oh, I nice. have his Arms dealer message him about hot items that need to be gone. Crooked cop is worried that he's gonna get caught. So this really catches Nolan's interest. So much so that he sends over ten thousand like that to Interwoven, and say, "Hey, send those to me right away. I cannot wait." Oh, and by the way. Link them to my what was that? Link them to what?
2: Uh, you informed me that uh, well, not you. Marcus informs me that there's a police officer trying to ditch a couple of grenade launchers.
1: Yes. And that. Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna get into that, but you asked him to have it linked to what? He my has, smart link. Smart link to you. Yeah. So, we can assume because you were gonna have some fun with Walter. Actually, no. Well, that's debatable.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, hold on. I'll give uh, Nolan a chance to explain himself.
2: No, I wanted to have him set to my smart links so when I got them I can do uh, maintenance and stuff on them. And then also, too, I have the armorer skill and traits so I can actually tweak them to uh, make his grenades a little bit better, a little bit more of an impact since he doesn't have grenade grenades yet. He only has gas grenades.
0: But hey, now those gas grenades are real efficient when you pair them with a size 12 shoe.
1: <laughs> well, anyways, it is <laughs> exactly like Nolan, or Justin said, that it is Walter's grenade launchers. And that cop's trying to get rid of them. This does catch Nolan's interest. He sends over the money, which is, in Interwoven's eyes, money that belongs to him and Walter, as I said. It is the, the money that he got for the bounties on both our heads, the one the, that I forged for him to get for Interwoven, and the one that Walter took a shot to the back of the head. I walk out of the bathroom, and I pass him, and I say, all right, I'll trust you enough, and oh, by the way, thanks for the money.
0: And here's Interwo- where I'm going to jump in because I do want to, again, discuss the table talk that happened here between the players of Justin and Matt. Matt, you sent Eric all this stuff you were doing in private. This completely blindsided Justin when you said, hey, thanks for the 10,000, because Justin had no clue. Justin actually thought that he was buying my grenade launchers back, and Needless to say, Justin, you were a little caught off guard and irritated when Woven said that, correct?
2: I wasn't. The character Nolan would have been. I was kind of like, good play, but at the same time, not going to lie, a little irritated myself at the same time. But uh, that's where it's like, uh, yeah, you just messed with Nolan's money. Nolan pumped in three points of edge. Or his next action. Uh Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So now, that was—I'm not going to lie. I think a little bit of that was—I don't want to speak for you, but was a little bit of that the fact that Justin, the player, was—he didn't think of that? You know what I mean?
2: No. I kind of figured that it might be because Crooked Cop sent up flags—
0: Oh, well, okay, okay. (laughs) You know, that's kind of a dead giveaway, isn't it?
2: Right. But at the same time, I'm like, if it's legit, it's from my fixer, go from that point. But you messed with Nolan's money. I had no way to prove it, but then you confessed to Nolan's face. That's where it's like, oh, I can't trust you around my money. I'll just get rid of you.
0: All right, so, Woven, you're walking towards the door. Noland is drawing his gun, and he's about ready to erase you from existence because you one-dupped him, and you can't one-up a man when it comes to his money. All of a sudden, bam, blue lightning bolts, proverbial lightning bolts happen, and, Woven, you start talking, but that's not your voice you're using, correct?
1: Yeah, we all are completely frozen in the moment as you open the door. You no, open- no,
0: I'm moment. not there yet.
1: Let's say you are because that makes it more dramatic. You open the door and I start speaking in a female's voice.
0: Well, no, 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 well, I'm not there yet. Oh. We're going to hold Walter off. He's still on the elevator while all this is happening.
1: Jeez, Walter, you're pathetic even in the elevator. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're frozen, motionless, except for my jaw jib jabbing somebody else's voice.
0: And whose voice would that be?
1: Well, we can assume Celine, because she's obsessed with it the in their woven. There's no doubt.
0: Hey, now, stay away from my woman. <laughs> So, basically, this is Eric kind of scolding us and putting us back on track. This is Eric saying, hey, guys, stop fighting, get along, make money together, and become good at this game.
1: Hey, Interwoven still only took what was due his, and that's all.
0: I mean, granted... Eric said it a lot more articulate than I am. Uh, he it was a great conversation because it was you talking and then you talking as Celine but Celine's voice came out of your mouth.
2: It wasn't Celine's voice, it was her one that sat in the back of the vehicle during the,
0: the oh, ride. that's correct, her spirit.
2: And the first words that came out of his mouth are Really? You almost died once tonight and you're about to die again.
0: Like I said, it was Eric jumping in to a situation that he needed to control and saying, hey, stop it. Let's all get along. Kiss and make up. Which leads us to our next point, kissing and making up as The three of you, I will say the three of you are having a conversation. Walter successfully plows through the front door of Belina's apartment. Come to think of it, I haven't paid her back for that yet. I don't think she's noticed it's broken yet, has she?
2: Oh, she noticed the next morning.
0: Luckily, I wasn't at that game. I'm sure I owe her. I'm sure I'm going to pay her back eventually. (laughs) So I plow through the front door, it's on it, its hinges are busted, and I'm waving around Buford T. Justice's plastic revolver, and I'm saying, where the heck is she? Where is she? As I'm swinging my gun around.
1: And there's Walter's grand entrance, just like always. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I'm here to save my woman, and she's not there. Walter's grand entrance, as always. He's a day late and a dollar short. I walk in and I'm trying to say the day. Celine isn't there, and I find out that Woven and Nolan are having quite an argument over money. Woven sent me 5,000 new yen and said, Here's for the job you did. And I didn't know what job he was talking about. He sent me 5,000 new yen. I hadn't done a job for him. Noland is arguing with Woven that he stole $10,000 and that that $10,000 didn't belong to him. Woven says, "Hey, you air quote killed us. That money belongs to us. We helped you accomplish those bounties." And these two were not going to stop bickering. These two were not going to shut up. It's $5,000. My girlfriend is in danger. I point the gun at Nolan and I say, hey, is this what you want? And I hold up my cell phone and I click my gun to my phone and forward him 5,000 new yen.
1: That does shut Nolan up.
0: Well, I mean, it doesn't shut Nolan up. It ends the argument. I give back the money. I didn't know where that money came from. I didn't know it was Nolan's money. Nolan wanted 5,000 new yen, and my girlfriend is missing. If this gets you two to shut up to where we can find my girlfriend, boop, there's $5,000. My girlfriend is in danger. Oh, also, my girlfriend is in danger. Have you guys heard? My girlfriend is in danger, and I just ran into a crooked cop downstairs. So there's probably some crooked cops that are trying to steal my girlfriend. I am talking about all of this while I am pacing around the living room of Melina's apartment, waving my gun around. I believe at one point, Nolan, I start talking to you and wagging the revolver in your face.
2: And I take it from you.
1: Before you're wagging it in his face, you were wagging it into your own temple.
0: Oh, that's correct, that's (laughs) correct.
1: You had that gun, and you're like, y'all need to just calm down while pointing that gun right to the temple of your head. I don't remember what you're saying. but I
0: believe I said something along the lines of, you guys just need to start thinking as I'm pounding the uh, side of my head with barrel of my revolver.
2: Making both of us feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. <laughs>
0: And then I walk over to Nolan and start wagging the revolver in his face and going off on my uh, typical crooked cop tangent.
2: And that's when you lost it before you even realized it.
0: What? Good call. Good call. I will say as a player that Walter should never have had that gun in the state he was in.
2: No.
1: Just look what happened to the guards down in the lobby.
0: Hey, that crooked cop deserved it.
1: Well, once you calm everybody down and Celine no longer has entered into my heart because she's not your girlfriend. You're wording that just to irritate me. (laughs) And he's
2: doing a good job of it and I like it. (laughs) Once she has
1: left my heart... And I have free reign because she no longer has cuddled into me. (laughs) We go our separate ways, but I leave my phone behind saying, look, you want me nearby. This is the best you're going to get. This phone, not my cyber deck. My phone is very well protected where they can't hack it. But it's still something that they know that I will come back for. And so I leave that there. And I go off the balcony, and I leave. I go to the roof to sleep.
0: Okay, so you don't go far, but we don't know that. You leave, and you leave your phone saying, hey, I'll be back in the morning for this. Yes. But before you do that, we're going to rewind a little bit. You also send Nolan a nice little gift of a person waving goodbye as you unhack his phone.
1: Yeah, he demands that I get out of his stuff, and I show it by, yeah, I send that little gif, a little uh, something that proves that I have, well, I guess it doesn't prove I could have faked it, but it was enough, and I didn't fake it, to convince him that I was out of his phone. I was out of his phone.
0: And you... You leave, and Nolan, you let him leave.
2: Oh, I let him leave, and Nolan is not convinced.
0: Well, you know, besties like us shouldn't argue.
2: Well, on a side note, that's why Nolan has gone out and gotten a new phone and uh, the Black Ice program put (laughs) on his phone.
0: Well, what's that?
2: That is the program that if somebody tries to hack something, it bricks anything that tries to hack it.
0: Ooh, ooh, yummy. All right, okay. So Nolan at least learned a lesson from all of this. Yes. Don't
2: give the crack addict access to crack. (laughs) I I had to go with uh, Matt's analogy. I liked his analogy.
0: That's correct. That's good. So Walter goes to bed. He's in a nice apartment. This is the nicest apartment he's been in since his mama was around and wasn't on. uh, Okay, anyways, this is the nicest apartment he's been in in a while. He asks Nolan, hey, is there a spare bed in here? And I believe you point him to the spare bedroom, don't you?
2: Oh, the one thing going through Nolan's head right now, and he's like, there is no way I'm going to sleep in this place with him there. I point you immediately to the spare bed, the other spare bedroom that doesn't have any of my stuff. Mm-hmm. Go in, I go in and grab my stuff, and I leave.
0: Walter crashes face down on that bed, and he is out. Walter's been running for over 24 hours straight now. So, goodness, he gets a nice bed, caught up on some sleep. And that, folks, that's going to wrap up this Mission Debriefing. Melina goes to bed. Walter goes to sleep. He passes out on the bed. Noland walks out the front door. And Interwoven repels either up or down the building. We didn't see which one. So that's going to lead me into the podcast master question that I was saving. I decided to save it for the end of this episode because... I, as a player, felt like that there was no conclusion to the conflict that we had just had. Do you guys feel that as well? And if you do agree with me, is that okay?
2: Mm. Do you want to start out with this one there, woven? Because I've got a few things to say on this.
1: There was a conclusion... And there wasn't a conclusion. Now, this started off with us having a hit in our head from the Vitale brothers?
0: Is that right? Vitale.
1: Vitali brothers. Vitali. Whatever. Who cares? The Dumb Brothers. The ones that <laughs> I shouldn't have med kitted.
0: The Murder Car Brothers.
1: Now we have to keep in mind that this game, even though it's like two week sessions, in happened, real time. Had happened in 24 to 48 hours. I think it's much less than 48 hours. And whereas we didn't have a completion with those brothers by having defeated them by the end of this episode, we we. We had a completion with the shaky alliance, at least. But those brothers are still looking for us, and we're looking for them in these 24 hours. So this is concluded. The PvP is concluded. But now you got to come back and watch as we
0: smack down on those brothers. Okay. Uh, Justin, what's your answer?
2: It's completed, it's concluded, it's bro- woven, took it straight, nail on the head, is you gotta think of the time frame for the characters. You are, uh, how do I put this, Podmaster there, Tim? Green around the gills, still, so to speak. You oh, yes. are still trying to separate it mm-hmm. from... You don't like to put your mind in the mindset of the time frame of the character at times. And that's why it doesn't feel like you've completed anything. To me, me as a player, kind of like, what just happened? Knowing the character? He's happy and content. He's got his money. Doesn't have to deal with Walter. get some sleep. And doesn't have to be annoyed anymore.
0: You know, I think part of the problem is... Like you said, Justin, I, I definitely am the newest and most rookie player at our table. And I think part of the problem is is most of my experience comes from D&D and Pathfinder, where the missions of those two games are very clear and set in stone. You need to go into this dungeon, get this treasure or kill this monster return it to this king, and oh my goodness, you saved the day. There was no day saving in this PvP conundrum. It was basically us trying to not kill each other.
2: Oh, the day was saved.
0: Ooh, your day okay.
2: was saved. Your day was saved. You're still breathing.
0: Oh, see, and that's that goes like to what you said. I am still a rookie it's hard for me to wrap my brain around that because i don't see a mission complete that pops up at the end of this game we did not complete anything we didn't save the day we just all agreed to not kill each other and win our separate ways
1: if we think about it this way Shadowrun. ...is more fluid, whereas in Pathfinder D&D, you're questing. You're doing different quests that will take weeks upon weeks upon weeks... Mm-hmm. Uh, ...but then you kind of just jump into the next quest. There's, it, uh, You can still roleplay in that, but I think it's more quest-based... ...and less roleplay-based, whereas Shadowrun is not really questing. It is, what it isn't. It's more taking on jobs to try and further your life within this fluid game that is heavily based on role-play.
0: So, you two are in agreement that we actually did succeed as far as the last two episodes go, as far as this last mission goes. You two would agree that we did accomplish a mission by not killing each other and agreeing to work together on a very loose basis.
2: Well, you also got to think the first thing that has happened in this part two here that has not ever happened once before in the game sessions for our Shadowrun yet. We are all in the same room at the same time.
0: That is very true. We were all actually talking and communicating.
1: He does make a point there. I mean, it was very shaky, hence the episode. But yeah, we hit a new stride. Short stride, but we'd hit a new stride.
0: So, well, that um, that's going to lead me right into the part two of this question, is how do you think this, I can't call it a mission, I can't call it a job, how do you think this conundrum, hence the first episode, how do you think this conundrum is going to affect our group?
1: Huh. I think that question is going to be better answered after our next gameplay, but we're going to be on edge, but we're going to move forward.
0: So do you think we are going to work better together because if you go back and listen to dr dipstick or the mcdonald's massacre we are all single entities working towards the same goal but we're not working together do you think that this pvp conundrum is going to cause us to start working together
2: um first off there's three of us Working towards the same goal. And then you have this thing that's called Walter.
0: Well, you know, Walter really doesn't know what he's working towards.
2: This is, uh, Walter is uh, definitely the chaos of the mix. But I have to agree. You really need to kind of wait to the next game because right now, Nolan, as a character, has already got a few things lined up, Mm -hmm. and he he sees Walter as being the bait.
0: He sees Walter as the crooked cop killer. That's right.
2: No, I I see Walter as in, hmm, if I actually need a distraction, could use him, uh, put a bomb vest on him, he'll make a good distraction.
0: Oh, oh, you know, Walter would actually... Probably welcome that bomb vest. I'm going to give my answer here. Because I didn't answer the first question. Because my question. Wasn't an answer. I think that this is definitely going to be good for our group. Because us the players. Had a lot of tense moments. We were. Arguing with each other. As we played. And we were grinding each other's gears. And us the characters. Us, the characters, literally wanted to kill each other at some point. Well, minus Walter, because Walter's best friends with all of you. And I think that the fact that at the end of this game, we were all able to go our separate ways and just leave, that is a very good sign that we are going to be able to continue to work together.
2: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Or is that just Walter being very optimistic because you guys are his best friends?
2: Yeah, yeah I'd say that's a lot of Walter's optimism. Walter's going to need a dock wagon by the time the uh, next episode is probably done.
0: Well, well, Walter, he's asleep now, but Tim, the player, has quite... Walter has quite a grocery list and to-do list that he needs to take care of.
2: Oh, no, no, no. Walter hasn't run into Melina yet.
0: Well, you know, Walter's going to avoid Melina.
2: (laughs) That front door needs fixed.
0: That front door was there when Walter got there. That's his story, and he's sticking to it. You know, and with that being said, I think we'll wrap up this episode of Meta No Meta. We a
1: seer woven a name in the stars.
0: Hold on a second, Asir, I'm gonna put a timeout for you there. Come back in thirty there seconds. There are
1: no timeouts for the greatest seer. There is only Magical Bard in his loot of passion.
0: I hope that you listeners enjoyed our conflict here. We had a lot of
1: enjoy it better once they join us for a brand new segment of a Okay show. if
0: if I give you the plug will you let me end the podcast?
1: Mm, yes.
0: Okay. So that being said, first off a plug. We're gonna have a great brand new segment. An amazing brand new segment and a seer woven segment. A seer woven a uh, name in the stars. We've tough. had s- a seer, please. I'm just gonna let you take it away because I cannot do you justice.
1: Yes. Finally, a man who gets it. A seer woven a name in the stars, where I interview you. I still don't know why or how they conned me into interviewing you, but I'll use it to my advantage. I need new songs. I interview you either as the player or as your favorite character. It's your choice. I'm Asir Woven, a name in the stars. Uh,
0: Yes, please, folks.
1: And I am your illustrious host, Asir Woven, And so... Roll to catch my interest. Good night!
0: And that being said, I hope you listeners enjoyed what we did tonight. Uh, It was a long episode. It was a difficult episode to listen to, but hopefully it was educational and informative and somewhat interesting. I know us, the players, definitely grew a little bit through playing this conflict, and I know our characters definitely developed as we went. So th- I will say that part two definitely changed my opinion on PvP. After listening to part one, you knew my stance on PvP was I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Now my stance on PvP is I hate it, but sometimes it's necessary. All right, so that being said, folks, please. Make sure to like us, share us, subscribe us. We're on Facebook now at Meta no Meta Podcast, correct, Asir?
1: That is right.
0: We're on Facebook. We're official. So we are Facebook official. Like us, share us, subscribe us. Tell your great-grand-uncle to listen to our podcast. He's going to tell you oh, what's a podcast. That being said, folks. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. And as a friendly reminder, if those dice are hot, please keep on rolling them. Everybody, say good night.
1: Good night. Hey good night, guys.